0: Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. It's time. Hey, this is Matt Lesher.
1: This is Phil Lamar.
2: Hey, this is Rob Taylor, a.k.a. The Pinius Gotham. You are listening to Geek Vibes Live! Welcome, welcome, welcome to an all-new episode of Geek Vibes Live. I'm your host, Juwan, and today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. With summer here, not right around the corner, it is here, peaking. Uh, With summer here, uh, the time is now to look and feel fresh, especially below the waist. Think about all the upcoming pool parties, beach days, road trips, and backyard barbecues. And to ensure that you are ready to capitalize when the right situation presents itself, visit Manscaped.com. Manscaped.com takes the risk out of manscaping thanks to precision-engineered tools, which are optimized for male grooming and hygiene. As seen on Shark Tank, visit Manscaped.com to find out why they are number one in men's below-the-waist grooming. You'll want to keep an eye out for the Perfect Package 2.0 kit that includes the lawnmower 2.0, an electric trimmer worthy of getting up close and personal below the waistline, which features skin-safe technology to ensure a Nick-free manscaping experience. Get 20% off free shipping and free travel bag with the promo code GeekVibes20 at Manscaped.com. Again, the promo code is GeekVibes20. All right, back to our regular scheduled program. Nick, what's going on, Nick?
0: What up, man? Fabulous, fabulous advertisement read. Um, Flawless, in fact. Uh, You didn't fuck up one time. uh, And, uh, yeah, it was great.
2: Listen, man, I, I rehearsed this in the mirror to make sure that I stop getting it wrong <laughs> on the show. <laughs> I could so just in the picture
0: bathroom. you with the script, like, reading in the fucking mirror.
2: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking super weird, like, in a bathroom with the door closed, saying, like, below the waistline. People like, oh, man, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, it all works out as long as I get here. Boom, don't mess it up. So I appreciate that, Nick. Um, Tia, what's going on, Tia?
1: How are you, Uh, Juwan? It's nice to speak with you for the second time today.
2: Yep, yep. We're going for three. We're going for three. (laughs) What Tia means by that, everyone, is we literally recorded all three of our shows um, today. So, uh, Top 10, Geek Vibes Live, and Geeks Against the Grain. Mm -hmm. Um, So, we're on a three streak. Uh, I'm pretty sure after this, Tia will say I'm literally sick of Juwan." Um, I need a results.
1: Um. <laughs> never, never. I'm just I'm just so happy that you uh you got up early. Jo I was telling Joanne, I was like, I've been up since six AM and he's like, Oh God, gross. He literally said gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that is um I on my weekends I y you'd be lucky if I'm up before one o'clock. So being up to be there at ten AM you was um Soul crushing.
1: A miracle,
2: uh, to say the least. <laughs> it's a monumental achievement. Yeah, <laughs> yes, there you I'm gonna go. have to. When whenever I have a day off this week, I'm gonna have to make up for that that few hours of sleep that I was deprived of. So I'll find a way to make it up. Um, all, right. all right, let's get right into it. We actually have a trailer this week to talk about. We technically had two trailers. Um, Nick, here, I can see if you guys are interested in discussing it. If you're not, then we will stick to just Stranger Things. Lion King did give us a extended teaser clip of um, finally us hearing Donald Glover and Beyonce uh, singing "Can You Feel the Love Tonight," um, very beautifully done. I don't know, if, Nick, have you seen the the clip at all? Uh, yeah, and uh, cool. <laughs> cool, I love it. Um, <laughs> Uh, I will say the, the main reason why I brought that up is um, they emailed us an extended uh, like a few extra seconds of that clip. Um, and you could see Mufasa's mouth moving um, when he's talking to Simba. Um, and that was what I was looking for. And also, maybe I missed this on the past trailers. Uh, you guys can tell me if I did. But on this one that I saw, the, um, the coloring around Simba's eyes, like the detail of it, stand out so like it doesn't look just like a regular lion if you look at his face it looks somewhat different um and I appreciate that because if I'm just looking at a lion like talk it's weird I want something about it to be different so like I could differentiate the fact that it's an actual lion but it has the ability to sing and talk um so I was excited to see that but um Nick I do like your take cool that's you know right to the point uh Kia, yeah. did you see the, the, the clip? I actually didn't.
1: Um, you know, I saw the original trailer for Lion King, and I think I saw another one that they put out. You know, I'm already excited to go see it. I mean, obviously, I saw the animated film when I was a kid, so they don't really necessarily need to sell me. So I don't need to necessarily see that. It's the same thing like when they released um, Prince Ali from uh, Aladdin beforehand. I'm like, I don't really need to see a clip of
2: them singing, I feel like that should be watched, like, within the movie. Right. Yeah, no, very fair point. I will say I think we all plan on seeing Lion King, so this clip just really didn't necessarily sway left or right. Um, But I will say one conversation I want to have with definitely you, Nick, because I talked to Tia about this a little bit uh, earlier. I do want to have a conversation, Nick, on... Who we think has the better career right now, Donald Glover or Jamie Foxx? Um, I desperately want to get into that conversation at some point. Um, hmm. I think it's closer than a lot of people would say. I think the only advantage Jamie has is he has an Oscar. So it's like that's the peak. <laughs> like, they both have Grammy. Yeah, I but they both have... <clears throat> does
0: Jamie Foxx? Fox, is Jamie Foxx a badass rapper? Like, come on now. Well, no. <laughs> you can't tell no, Donald be,
2: short. No, to be fair, in their respective corners, Donald um, raps but also sings really well. Um, that's, yeah. that's his calling card lately. And Jamie sings amazingly well. He's a good singer, so but both, he doesn't, like, he doesn't, like, write,
0: hit, and perform his own music, to my knowledge, anyway.
2: Jamie Jamie does, to my knowledge, write his own music, um, so they both have a musical background. So that's why I'm saying okay. I compare them. They both had two hit shows. They both are movie stars. They both are musicians. We'll just say musicians. Um, so the the race was, and the reason why I'm, I bring up the two of them is because um, they are a, um, a Swiss Army knife. It's, it seems seemingly, especially Donald. Is what can he not do? Um, yep. So it's like. They're rare. They are very rare. Um, I would still give the work. I would still give the edge
0: to Jamie. Like Donald, the Don, edge to Jamie. I, but I will say this. Yeah, but I will say this. Uh, I would give the edge to Donald at Jamie's age. Like, does that make sense? Like when Jamie was Donald's no, age, I would give yeah. the edge to Donald. So
2: I, I understand like, you're coming from. He's
0: still, he, yeah, he's still got a few years to catch up. But I mean, he certainly could. That's that's, undoubtable.
2: Absolutely. He nails an Oscar. We're we're having a a, a fun conversation. Um, Very much so. And he could. He totally could. Very soon, too. I think it's something he's he's working on. I definitely think it's something he's working on. We have the silent assassin with us, gracing us with his silent presence. Cannon, what's going on, man?
3: Not much. Sorry for the uh, delay. Had to take care of something real quick. And uh, glad to be joining y'all this week.
2: Yeah, we don't allow excuses here, but yeah, whatever. Uh, no, I'm, We're glad to have you, man. It's been a while. We are glad to have you back on, and actually, we're going to lead right into our Stranger Things Season 3 final trailer. I believe the show actually comes out next week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, ooh, that's going to be fun, going up against Spider-Man. But alright, let's talk Stranger Things Season 3. Nick, I'm going to start with you, man. Um, what are your thoughts on the final trailer? And also, I want to add this caveat to your question.
3: Do you mm-hmm. agree
2: with me that this should be the last season of Stranger Things? Probably,
0: it feels like it, doesn't it? Like it feels yes. like it, it, it it's like how much more can you do with it? I mean, and and I'm sure they can keep coming up with shit, but it it does. It feels I mean, it's a big hit show. The first two se- the first season was fucking awesome. The second season was not quite as good, but still really fucking good. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, like, finish it off with a strong third season and, and let all these young actors, like, go out and, you know, do, do different shit. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of with you there. As far as the trailer, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. it. It definitely seems like it's, um, uh, you know, taking its, its next source of inspiration from John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, and I like that aspect of it. I like the fact that they were able to kind of continue the saga in a in a different sort of unique way, um, with you know the, the portal being closed to the upside down, but the uh, parasite, I guess, if you will, um, remaining back, uh, you know, remaining um, in in our world. And that's an interesting way to do it, and by taking inspiration from the thing, um, having it you know, uh, uh, presumably um, take over Dacre Montgomery, I think is his name. I don't know Decree. if I'm pronouncing it right. But. I think it's Decree. Okay. Decree
2: Montgomery, I think. I'm not sure.
3: I could okay. be wrong
0: too. I'll, I'll default to you on that one. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean it's, it's interesting. They definitely set him up to be the bad guy, so making that the host to start definitely makes sense. Um so yeah I I'm, I'm very intrigued and very interested to see where it goes. Um I'm interested to see like are, are they like are they going to have like any any kind of like guts to like really like kill somebody off and like make a really impactful moment. Um they they kind of did that last season with um Sean Aston's character, but it wasn't like it, it it wasn't, I don't, I think it was supposed to be a bigger gut punch than it actually ended up kind of being. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm curious about that, but, uh, yeah, overall, I mean, it looks, it looks like we're returning to see these kids on like a final journey, um, is what it feels like to me. And, um, I'll be excited for that. If they do a season four, like, I mean, don't kid yourself, I'm going to fucking watch it, but, uh, I I would agree with you. I think it feels right. Like it feels, um, and maybe it's just because they they seem to wrap up nicely. At, you know, at the end of each season, like they don't really leave you with like this huge cliffhanger. Um, you know, they they do like a little bit of setup for the next season, but they don't they don't leave you um, with that. So maybe that's why I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I I, I could. I could definitely be down with this being the
2: final season. Yeah, I think the biggest reason I, I I thought that, and this is just my opinion, but I thought that was when I heard, I think the kid that plays Mike or Will, no, the kid that plays Will, when he spoke his voice down the deeper. So I'm like, these kids are getting like, they're becoming adults. I don't want to see these kids as adults. Like they were adorable as kids. Then, you know, the second season was them is, uh, entering the teenage years. And now it's like they're, beginning to enter the, the next phase ahead to, head to uh, adult years, I, I'm, it's, it's enough. I, I'm done. I, I, it, it's enough. It, it's had its run. Um, but I will say as far as you saying, uh, the, you know, them going out there and giving us a significant death, from this third trailer, uh, this third, this final trailer, I'm sorry, I felt like it was Hopper that was going to die. Um, the scene where he's telling her, um, you know, you're stronger than any of us, but I need you to be safe. That kind of felt like a moment where he was going to sacrifice himself um,
3: to
0: keep her it safe. He did.
2: Um, so It
0: did, I and that's it. the kind of that's the kind of death I'm looking for. Something that actually, exactly. like, you know, means something.
2: I needed to hurt me because when you killed Sean Axton, I was just like, I could really kill. Yeah. Like it was sad. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. It, was, it, it wasn't that. It wasn't like honestly. Yeah. Exactly. Like you He's can't bring a guy. character next in, Bob, you know, like yeah, whatever. To me, you can't bring a Start character in within the first seat, uh within a season, and then kill him off and think it means that much to
0: us. Like no, Unless you did build it's him up. Martell.
2: Yeah. So Hopper dying would be what I'm looking for. Have him get a Tony Stark kind of death. Have him go out like that. Um, yeah. But all right. Um, Kanan, I'm actually going to go to you next. What were your thoughts on the final trailer of Stranger Things? And do you agree? That this should be where they end it.
3: Um, I'm gonna say no because I think, I mean, well, I guess it really depends on what the cast wants to do. I think they'd plan for the show to go at least five seasons. Uh, they are in the middle of a legal battle though, um, where someone is actually suing them, uh, so that might hamper them coming back with another season. Uh, this trailer. Um, did kind of make it seem like there were going to be uh, ramifications and there probably would be um, one or two key players um, eliminated. Uh, The trailer also did kind of make it seem like uh, this might be the final season. So it's possible that they have shot it to where when the season ends, it could end and and they're satisfied with the way it ended. Uh, Or, you know, or if they want to come back, they have an opening um for the next season uh a lot of the characters are you know i mean we've watched them grow up they're you know like twice the size that they were when the first season came out um they're getting a lot more work and their schedules may not permit them but i think that they're i think that they have a lot of fun um filming it so as long as as long as there's enjoyment there i think you know they could want to come back and uh you know, do another, at least one more season. Um, I thought the trailer was really good. Um, it definitely gave us a sense of what's going to happen. The other trailers have just been kind of uh, focused on the time frame. You know, we know it's summer. We know it's 4th of July, um, stuff like that. Uh, this, you know, like Nick said, we finally find out, you know, what the villain the villain's motive is. And I will say this, if they are going to come back with the fourth season – they got to come back with something a little bit more fresh. Like there needs to be a new threat. Um, They've gotten away with carrying on the threat for three seasons. Um, I think they, they do need to kind of tie that up. Um, And if they want to move on, maybe there are characters that leave the show um, and they continue like a season four with somebody different. I I just think there is a possibility um, for maybe spinoffs and stuff like that. But I thought the trailer overall, um, you know it was really was done really well. Uh you mentioned a minute ago that it's going up against Spider-Man. We we've heard this before and nothing's going to take away from it. People will be able to binge watch this on the 4th of July. Spider-Man comes out on the 2nd. I think a lot of people are going to be able to enjoy both. Uh mm-hmm. you know, but every time what was it? Uh BVS came out the same uh when Daredevil season two came out and everybody was like, Oh, it's yeah. going to take away. And it, you know, it really didn't. So, um, but no, I mean, I thought it was really good and I'm looking forward to it. And if it does end on season three, yeah. you know, I hopefully Netflix has something else up their sleeves, man. Cause they're losing all of their original programming, especially when it comes to their series. Uh, they're either canceling them or they're ending. Um, so hopefully they get at least one more season cause it's, it's their, it's their game of thrones um since we're i are not doing question. marvel
0: shows anymore yeah i got a quick question for you um canan um
3: mm-hmm.
0: well and and the second part for anybody uh i guess two quick questions one like what's the legal thing because i haven't heard about that um you're kind of more plugged into this than i am and two this one's kind of for everybody like what about like a like a movie like just do like a like a two-hour stranger things the movie to like cap it all off to end it like see I'd be down for that more than I would a season four personally
2: go ahead uh, uh,
3: well, okay I'll get with the legal thing real quick so apparently uh, the showrunners um, they were approached they were either working with this guy or they were approached by him uh, for an idea of a show and a story and they I don't I wish I had had it pulled up or whatever, but, sorry, you can go out and Google it or whatever, but they, I mean, dude, when you hear his story it, based on the creatures, the, the characters, the town and everything, um, it's, I mean, he, he does have a legit basis, it, it's pretty crazy, and they're actually in court right now, he actually sued them um, for, you know, stealing his idea and without his permission uh, he uh, has a lot of the stuff backed up. They're trying to say that they had had a lot of this already worked out before they talked to him, and uh, so right now it's kind of in a limbo. Uh, and there were a lot of people already speculating that Netflix would get this season done, and then that that would probably be it because uh, there have been some talks of a judge in you know filing an injunction to where Netflix can't continue to make any more Stranger Things until uh the issue is resolved um hmm. but no it it, it is a uh, pretty significant uh charge and when you read the details uh it it does sound like they they took his idea i think even the town um which is what's the what's the town in indiana that they live in um
0: i don't remember
3: um yeah it's, it's down either. to the town i mean it's the details are are right there um, there there are a few things that they changed up for the show. Uh but like I think he even had the design for the demogorgon. Uh I mean he even had the name. I mean it's just it's a lot of crazy stuff. Um huh. but definitely Google it when you get a chance and read about it. Uh but there is that looming over um that could you know, possibly keep them uh from doing another gotcha. season. It's like the whole uh Friday the thirteenth stuff going on.
0: Yeah. Well I, I just think it's funny, like who's like how much of a thief are you if you're a thief from a thief because <laughs> like, it's all <laughs> fucking. <laughs> I mean right like it's all like I mean I guess if it's down if it's down to the wire like you're you're saying it is Kanan. and that's that's uh, you know maybe a, I guess a little more over the line but it's it's all copying and homage to like old 80s movies anyway but um but, yeah, I don't know. If they, if they did steal the dude's idea, I hope he gets a settlement and gets some fucking money um, because that ain't cool.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll say this really quickly. Just for any creators out there, if someone – if you did indeed, and I'm not saying it's the case in, in, in this situation, if you did indeed take an idea from someone who had the idea but couldn't actually develop it but you could, the smartest thing to do, because usually people aren't the smartest business-wise. Just put them on as an EP. Like, they don't think yeah. anything of it. You know, put them on as an EP. Yep. Have them sign a contract so that they can't fight it later on. Right. Um, pay them a lump sum of money. It's now your right. idea. They're the EP. Yep. You have no issue. I I, I, yep. I can't stress enough how stupid it is to steal someone's idea and think that, that once it becomes successful, they won't come out of the woodwork. So that's yep. why you take so, care okay. of it early. Go ahead, Kanan. Right.
3: I was just going to say, I I looked it up real quick or whatever because I kind of wanted to give a little bit more detail because I know people will be listening and they are like, well, I don't want to look it up or whatever. Uh, So if you don't know, (laughs) There was a filmmaker (laughs) named Charlie Kessler. He filed the suit in April of 2018, and he's claiming that Matt and Ross Duffer stole it. So apparently in 2012 he did a short um, film called uh, Montauk, and he presented it to the brothers at the uh, 2014 Tribeca Film Festival um and they transformed his idea into the show Stranger Things and what's funny is even though they're claiming that it's their idea i think when they presented the show or the code name while they were filming was like uh the Montauk Chronicles or Montauk or something like that so they actually used hmm. the name of his movie um in their uh in their code name in their in their working title um you know, they they went to trial and made the sixth, but I haven't heard anything uh, hmm. um what actually I'm surprised we didn't keep up with this, but actually it looks like um they dropped it looks like it was dropped back on uh May 6th. Ah. So Okay, nice. well then that's the definitely um,
0: under the table payments, baby. Gets it done yep, every time. Yeah. Gary Hogarth
3: style. Yep so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it looks like uh it looks like I mean all that's out of the way and uh uh looks you know, maybe Netflix can continue or, or maybe they, they move on from it, but Yeah, like I said,
2: just any creators listening going forward, that is business one oh one. So you're taking something from someone that cannot do what you have the ability to do. Um they're just an idea guy. Just throw them on as an EP. Throw them on as an EP. Yeah. So they get the recognition. They get the money, but they don't get, they get any a of bit. the... Right. Like, no one's saying their name. No one talks about executive producers, like, ever. No one right. goes, oh, man, that was a really good executive producer. Like, Nick, I just told Tia, I found out today, Michael Bay was one of the EPs for um, John Krasinski's movie, A Quiet Place. Never knew that. Huh. Never knew it. No. Yeah. Did not. So, um so be throw him on as an E P. That way you don't have to worry about any of this I gotta pay you off now. Just come on, think logically. Yeah. Anyway. And legal trouble um,
0: and yeah, and that shit could have right. gone way more sideways, you know. Right. Like I mean. Right. So yeah. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And it really like and that's the thing. Like, if you're if you're a creator, um then and by creator I mean you're actually going to fucking you have the resources to develop this and, and actually write it, write out the whole story and everything else. Like, you're still doing the bulk of the work. Like, so an idea man, um, you know, who does a short film, like, who may not have the necessary, you know, resources to, to actually make this, um, you're not going to have to pay him that much. Like, it's just, right. it's just not how it works.
2: I mean, it's the equivalent of, like, a ghostwriter. Like, obviously, he's not a performer. Yeah. He's just a writer. So he right. he's never going to be able to go out there and perform in front of 8 billion people. So th- right. the best you could do for him is give him credit um, and then maybe give him a shout-out or whatever, but give him his money so that he can't bother you once the song blows up. And he goes, it was mine. I wrote, just avoid all that. Avoid yeah.
0: It. Well, and, and here's the thing, and for that guy, like you can use it as a legit pickup line. You don't have to use it as like, oh, this guy's fucking crazy. Well, you know… I actually created fucking Stranger Things. Like, no, like, you, you could, like, legit be like, yeah, no, my
2: name's in the fucking credits.
0: I'm an executive producer. Like, I came up with the idea. Yeah. Like, oh, really? Simple as that.
2: Like, cool. And, like you said, a lot more goes into it than just being an idea guy. But, um, all right, let's move on yep. to Tia. Uh, Tia, I didn't forget about you. Don't worry. Um, here's stuck on Stranger Things uh final trailer and – do you agree that it, they should probably – oh, really quickly, Nick, to answer your question, yes, I'd be fine with a movie, but I would need them to take at least three years tops uh, okay. for me to get a break from it and then make a movie to kind of end things out, three, four years. Sure. Um, but, Tia, do you think that they should wrap it up after this season? And to Nick's question also, to add to that, um, would you be okay with the movie ending things instead of a season four?
1: Um, well, to kind of like piggyback on what Kanan was saying earlier, I have heard once upon a time that they had always planned on just making it safe for seasons, because, as you um, have stated multiple times, Juan, they're getting older, and the <laughs> allure kind of of them is disappearing a little. So I think that Four, movie, uh, four, four seasons would be fine. I mean, they could have ended it, honestly, after the first season, really. It could have just been a standalone uh, series. But from what Nick was saying, I wouldn't mind a movie. If they decided after the third season that, A, these actors are getting older, they're going to want to do other things, or they don't feel like committing to a six-hour series, I'd be fine with a two-hour movie to kind of wrap everything up, but that would be perfectly fine because, as you guys mentioned earlier in the show, they always do tend to end the seasons in a way that it's fine if there isn't anything else afterwards. I mean, obviously, they set up the stage if they want to keep continuing, but as I said just before, the first season even felt like it could have just been that pretty much,
2: and especially after the second season as well. Yeah, and I would also say if I'm Netflix, uh, one thing I don't want to have to worry about, unless I have to, is the fact that if Millie Bobby Brown's lawyers or or agent, rather, is smart, they're driving up her price if they're talking they want to do another two seasons. Like, yeah, cool, she'll do it, but all right, you know, it means she can't do this movie now. um, now Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, my girl was in
2: Godzilla. You see Godzilla? Monster Spike? yeah, yeah. She's in Godzilla, let's get in that chatter, sure, baby. <laughs> and I'll tell you this: her price will drive up more if she does get casted for Eternals. Um, mm-hmm. it'll drive up way more, way Hell more. Yeah. So if I'm Netflix, I'm trying to say, here, sign this deal real quick. Like we can afford Godzilla money, but we can't afford Marvel money. So go ahead, sign <laughs> this real quick. Get you in this, in this last two seasons or last movie, and let's let's move on. Um, right. But yeah, I, my biggest issue, and like you said, Tia, is just to me. It's when you do shows about kids. I have a huge issue with when the kids then become adults because it's like I, I, the idea of me liking it was around the idea that they were adorable. It was, it was, you know, them as, as kids. It was adorable. I told mm-hmm. you when I just heard Will's deep voice, I was like, oh, what? Oh, God, they're getting old. But you know, my goodness, <laughs> this is it. This is it for me. Um, but yeah, all right, let's, Juwan doesn't
0: uh, want to face his own mortality, much less
2: the mortality through through kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. I'm kids next door. I don't ever, I don't, I don't ever classify my, uh, myself as an adult. I'm still a kid. Uh, but all right, let's <laughs> let's move on. Uh, let's talk Marvel. Uh, is going to be at Hall H this year at San Diego Comic Con. they also will be at D twenty three. This to me is not huge news, but the huge thing to come from it would be if they reveal what the next slate of movies, like uh, Kevin Feige does the huge breakdown. Um, I'm going to say I doubt it. I think Feige might come there to tell us about things we already know. I think the things that are unknown he will make known at D23. Um, Only because if I'm a fan and I'm at San Diego Comic-Con and I'm going to D23, I don't need to do both if one of them is going to be the the biggest one. Like, I, I'll just do D23 if that's where you're going to show me everything. Um, so I find it hard to believe that at San Diego Comic-Con, he'll let us know, like, all right, Black Panther's getting a sequel, Doctor Strange is getting a sequel, Captain Marvel, and then Fantas- I, I don't think he'll do that at San Diego. Um, I think he might get the hmm. cast of Black Widow maybe to, to come out or the director in Scarlet and maybe talk a little bit about what they've done so far. Um, but that, the Eternals, I think we get a full cache uh, of the Eternals there. Um, and that's about it. I, I don't really see it being much more than that. Um, only because I kind of feel like Disney would prefer it to be at D23. So, hmm. um, and we've known the past times that Feige has done it at um, D23. It's a huge presentation. Like, uh, he pulls it up on the board. Some of the actors come out. Um, So we know it's not a small thing. So I'd be very shocked if Disney allowed them to do it there instead of just holding it for D23. Um, But, Nick, I'll start off with you. Uh, Mm. Marvel being at Hall H, how much do you think they'll show us, or do you think they'll kind of split it up between San Diego and D23?
0: In the words of Bernie Sanders, you break
2: it up. Uh, Yeah, you
0: got to, man. You You can't give them, like, everything, you know, there. But you know you can maybe announce a couple movies and tease that you're gonna announce some more um like if they if they really have it all charted out and they're just kind of waiting like I could see that happening like you're like, yeah so we're we're doing these movies, and um here's some stuff for you for these and and then you know you you kind of um maybe even like have like a few um a few blanks spots on your on your little thing and you're like and and we'll be telling you the rest later but yeah you definitely don't show them everything um but i think they could like throw like one or two um surprises out um for that uh especially because dc's not going to be there so they like if they're the talk of the town like oh fuck did you hear about blah 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 like that that could be you know really big and and they wouldn't even necessarily like it wouldn't have to be, like, a huge surprise movie, but, like, imagine if they were just, like, um, announce like, because we all know it's coming, but they're like, yeah, we're going to do a Black Panther 2, and guess who's going to be the villain? Uh, and then, you know, they're like, fucking Namor. You know, like, everybody's like, holy shit, like, Namor's going to be the villain. Um, like, little things like that, that that, I mean, they could definitely pull off. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I I, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, they they can't. They can't give you everything uh, there. they gotta, They got to save some for D23. Um, but, I, you know, I mean, these guys know how to market. They'll pull it off. They'll, they'll give people enough to where they're talking um, for, you know, San Diego. But, like, they'll, you know, make it kind of lead into D23. And, and, you know, everything will be great.
2: Yeah, I just I, – to me, it just – I'm shocked that they're going to have a Hall 8. Um, only because, to me, Black Widow is filming currently. Um, you know, Eternals hasn't even started, so it's like, you know, what what really are you bringing to the table that you're not just gonna hold up? I will say this, Nick. One thing that you said, to where you're like, yeah, and then you know, stay tuned. More will be coming coming later. I'd be mad as hell if I paid money to go to San Diego Comic Con to see this panel. Only for him to go, nah. D23 is getting all the good stuff. Like they're gonna get actors <laughs> coming out. They're gonna get full reveals. I'd be mad as hell. So to me, just don't come. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> since you are, they coming, gotta go, man. DC's nah, not gonna, gonna you. be there. They gotta, yeah, they gotta be there. You know. I I will say this. I'm very shocked we haven't heard Sony making huge, um, huge moves for uh, for Hallage. Yeah. Uh, you know, because this would be their stage to kind of take away the, the spotlight from everything. Um, Morbius stuff, you know, Amy Pascal's talking black cat, stuff like that. So this would be your stage to give a whole bunch of proclamations uh, of stuff to happen that probably won't ever happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I
0: thought... John Kalina, uh, you know, who's obviously y'all know, uh, he does uh, a lot of YouTube content for us, so be sure to to go check that out, um, along with his brother Joe. Uh, Yeah, he brought up uh, that he thought that DC skipping was, like, a good idea because they constantly are, like, telling us. Shit, they're going to do that never ends up happening. So he's like, dude, if you don't have it figured out, don't go out there and fucking bullshit everybody again. (laughs) Like, and I was, I was like, yeah, that's actually kind of a good point. Like, you know, I mean, I still feel like you could go out there and talk a little bit about the things that you definitely are doing, but nevertheless.
2: Yeah, it's very, it's very baldy on their part because one of their movies comes out in February. So it's like, you you know, you not being there to kind of really give us a full showcase of at least birds of prey. these, but I respect it. Told you that last week. Um, but Kanan, uh your thoughts on Marvel being at Hall H this year and do you think they'll split it up between Hall H and D twenty three? Uh
3: definitely. I think they'll I think they'll show um, I think we may get the slate and some stuff for films they're already working on, mostly Black Widow I know is filming. Uh I don't think anything else actually uh goes in uh to production until after uh Comic Con. So we'll probably definitely get some stuff for Black Widow and I think we'll get uh you know, either the full slate that they have planned or we will get uh you know, some of the slate, and then we'll get more stuff uh, for D23. Uh, They definitely like to show a lot of stuff um, at their own, you know, homegrown, uh, you know, convention. Um, I mean, a lot of the stuff I think we already, you know, kind of know about, um, you know, that they may present uh, as far as, like, the actors go. I think we'll probably get a few of the actors for The Eternals. Uh, We might even get... Uh if the casting is official between now and then, which it, it probably won't be, we might get some news on uh Shang Chi. Um I'm trying to think. I know I know Doctor Strange too and Black uh Black Panther too. Um they there might be uh some surprises there for that. Uh but we're not gonna get anything um as far as uh, they'll probably do a panel for Spider-Man, even though it comes out, because they are going to do a panel for Game of Thrones. But just because something's already come out doesn't mean that they they don't have some kind of panel uh, where they might talk about uh, you know future installments. Um, D&D I don't know if Marvel would do that. Though. Fucking cowards. Sorry, am <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if Sony would do that um, or if Marvel would do it. Um, but uh, you know, I would like to. I, I think a lot of people are going to. You know, think that Hall H is going to be where they announce Fantastic Four, X Men. I don't think we're going to get anything like that. Uh, I think mainly what they're probably going to release is uh, the stuff that we already know, and that's Eternals, Shane, Chi, Black uh, Panther, um, Black Widow, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Uh, we might have a surprise, um, something that they they might drop, um, but other than that. Um, there's really, there's really nothing else um, that I know of. Like I said, they may use it, but it, I think if there's going to be any huge surprises, I really think D23 will be where they will reveal it.
2: Yeah, D23. Like I said before, <clears throat> if you guys YouTube um, when when Psyche does these reveals, um, it's not at San Diego Comic Con. I can remember the last time he did a huge reveal. Um, not panel, a reveal at San Diego Comic-Con. I think the last huge reveal he did was Brie Larson uh, as Captain Marvel, and that was well before a movie was even being made. Um, so I think that was the the last big-time uh, shock he gave us at San Diego. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd love if uh, Far From Home came out and had a panel, mainly because after this movie, I'm sure there will be questions that I think we could then ask them for them to answer, at, you know, now that the movie, uh, well, at that time, the movie will have already been out, um, but yeah, I mean, it, to, to me, Sony should come out, like, I'd love Holland to come out and, and say four more movies, like, you know, like they signed a new deal or whatever, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I could see them just telling us what we already assumed, I think, uh, D23 might be the reveal of Fantastic Four, X-Men, like, their plans for them, um, But, yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Maybe Tia, fingers crossed, guys, fingers crossed, maybe D23, he comes out and says, Hulu's doing the defenders. Don't worry, guys. We got you. They're coming back. Like, that'd be great. I don't know. Maybe I'm just pretty at the moment because I love Jessica Jones.
1: This is such, like, a dream come true, and it's probably never going to happen, but we can all just kind of, like, imagine that it would.
2: I will say to you, the perfect scenario for me would be they bring back all the shows. But since you're the reason Ben's gone, they bring back the shows, but tell us Punisher is not one of them. That'd be great. <laughs> I was gonna say
0: like you're, you you said the Defenders is like I, I my first reaction to that was like, oh come on, dude. Tia's, she likes the Defenders, but like she, we all know she's in this for the Punisher. Like, come on. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> God, I don't no,
2: know what you do. Go
1: ahead. I, I did say, I was talking to someone about it the other day. I was like, let's say, and I know this is like really off track, so I'm going to keep it like to one minute, but if they brought back the shows, right, you could do it where you consolidate the three shows, right? You do freaking another season of Daredevil and just bring the Punisher in and do Heroes for Hire and then you do something with Jessica Jones and other characters like Misty and Colleen or something. You don't necessarily have to do it where every single show comes back if maybe Hulu or someone doesn't feel like investing into that.
2: I will say, though, I will say, though, if you're Hulu, you should be intrigued in bringing back all the shows because here's what you could do if you bring it back for another season, because think of it like this. Everyone who's claiming, like, oh, my God, I miss the Defenders, my question to them was, like, all right, cool, where were you when we needed Iron Fist to have Iron Fist season two, not season one, season two to have a lot of good ratings? I mean, it wouldn't matter. No, 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 no. No, But this is, I'm saying this is before we found out that the show was just being Oh, right,
0: right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah, they just Um, didn't like Iron Fist. I
2: don't even think Dane
0: watched. That like any of Iron Fist season two, you don't know, think you made and it, it through good. season one.
2: Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Was good. I was it was really good. So or to me, it so it
0: to was me, much better than season
2: one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed. It. I'll say this. I enjoyed. It. I, I definitely did enjoy season two. Um, but you've now driven up the interest for these shows, so you could do a season, uh, you know, for each character, and then if the ratings aren't there, you could then say. Scrap it. Let's put some of these characters together to cut costs um, and put them together and see if that sells it more. But I do think we are all owed one last season from each of these characters. Um, even though Jessica Jones gave it to where it kind of felt like a proper goodbye, Punisher gave us a proper goodbye, Daredevil gave us a proper goodbye, um, Iron Fist and Luke Cage, and then, you know, both those two shows was just like, dot, dot, dot. And it was like, whoa, what? <laughs> I want more now. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I think it's because I'm still on the of and really enjoying season three of Jessica Jones. Um, and even though it did lead me to where it was like, okay, that was a nice goodbye, I want more. It was really freaking good. Um but, yeah, you know, uh, here's the hoping. But, you know, see, I don't know what you're going to do if Punisher comes back and Pablo Shriver is, like, the main villain. What <laughs> are you going to do? Your to uh, oh, uh-huh. oh, my God. <laughs>
1: like, best, like, it would be the best season in history. You would never be able to convince me that I'd be like, but Tia, no, 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 shh, shh,
0: shh. John Bernthal <laughs> and Pablo Shriver.
1: Just, like, imagine, I mean, a, movie, imagine a movie with John Bernthal Pablo Schreiber, Keanu Reese, and Tom
2: Hardy. Boom, there you go. God, I, mean, I just and wait, time out. because because no one's life can be that perfect. You want to know how I balance it out to you? Been out yeah. like direct. but anyway, um, <laughs> <on. Fuck laughs> Marvel <yeah. being laughs> at Marvel being at um, Hall H this year, uh, Tia. And um, do you agree with the three of us that they'll probably split it up? between Hall H and uh, D23, preferably saving all the really good stuff for D23.
1: Yeah, I mean, they'll probably split it up, as you guys were saying before. It seems the most logical that they would bring out the cast of Black Widow just to generate hype for that. I think maybe also if they want to share some information about the Eternals, because I feel like you need to um, generate buzz for that. People are really excited for, say, like, Shang-Chi, right? I've been seeing, like, so much wonderful reactions about that when we posted on Twitter that it could possibly be be between um, uh, Donnie Yen, I think his name is. I don't want to butcher that. Um, Or Ludi Lin, and that just, like, people seem to really like that. But as far as the Eternals, it seems like people are still kind of, like, on the fence for being excited And not everyone is the biggest uh, Black Widow fan. So if you want to kind of really just get people happy and excited and looking forward to these projects, then those may be the two that you want to focus on the most.
2: Yeah, I will say – You don't know Donnie Yen?
0: Wait, wait, wait. I got to – you don't know Donnie Yen? No, I do. I just
1: like had a. Mo- okay. I've been up. I've been up since six a.m. Nick. I am <laughs> the reason that we're still alive. And yesterday was five thirty. thirty.
0: if you've never seen It Man, definitely watch It Man and It Man 2 because they are fucking awesome.
2: Um, I will I just say, I want to As far as the casting for for Shang-Chi, I do hope they throw Mike Mo's name in there. Mike Mo, who is going to be portraying um, Bruce Lee in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, Mm. Throw his name in that hat. Uh, He he definitely could do a really, really, really good job. Um, But all right, let's move on. Speaking of uh, Tia's, was it your third love, Tom Hardy? Um, It has been confirmed (laughs) that we are indeed getting a Venom sequel. I was really surprised when Amy Pascal came out and said that, because I think we all just assumed that we were getting a a sequel. But um, I guess with Sony, you can never assume. So it's good to just know. Um, So that's a good thing, I guess. Uh, Kanan, I'm going to go to you first. I don't think we got any confirmation on when they're planning for it to come out. But I would assume it'd be within the next year or two, right?
3: Uh, I would assume so. Yeah, we didn't get any, uh, confirmation on that yet. Uh, they had already confirmed that they were going to do a sequel to Venom. Uh, so I, I really don't understand the need, I guess, for them to confirm that Tom Hardy was coming back. I think that was all, you know, assumed that he would be returning unless, uh, you know, maybe there was something on the back end where he wasn't too sure that his schedule might work out or that he would want to come back. Um, I mean, he, from all of his interviews, he seemed like he really had a good time with the film. So uh, this just seems like it's just kind of, uh, you know, just basic, uh, hey, this is what's happening and, you know, look forward to it. I mean, that's really all that seems like maybe like fan service for people to talk about something because I don't really think anyone, uh, you know, assumed he wasn't coming back.
2: You you know what, I, as you were talking, Canyon, you know what I kept thinking in my mind, that, w- that would have been hilarious. It's like Kevin Feige is just like, you know what, I'm bored. I'd really love to piss off Sony. You know what I'm going to do? They haven't really confirmed the Venom 2 yet, or that Tom Hardy will come back. I'm going to call Tom and see if he wants to be Wolverine. Just call him and see what he says. Like, <laughs> just call him and see like, what he's going to take it. Uh, <laughs> you got, you get Sony calling Tom, like, hey, so, you know, we're all set. You ready for Venom 2? And he's like, I'm sorry. Like, Feige just called. Um, he wants me to be Wolverine. Like, I could see Amy just, like, setting buildings on fire, crashing cars, <laughs> just completely freaking out. Um, <laughs> that's, that's immediately what I thought when I had talked in and you had posted that she had confirmed Tom Hardy was coming back. I was like, well, what, what, who was questioning that? Like, did you? Were you guys messing something up? Like, is that what happened? So you had to come out and confirm this? I immediately started to panic. I was like, oh, God. Was he not signed on? Like, to do. I, I thought three Tom movies. Hardy had said. I thought that's what he had said. I thought he had said, you know, yeah. that he was on four or three movies, but if they continue to do it, that's up to them. So a lot of that yeah. was just confusing. Pascal needs to just hurry up and go to Universal. Um, anyway, Nick, <laughs> uh, your thoughts. By well, not only the confirmation of Hardy coming back, but such getting a sequel uh, to Venom. Uh,
0: yeah, well, first of all, that would be like classic baller flag move. Like, he, he, <laughs> he calls up Tom Hardy, and he's like, yo, did you want to be Wolverine? And Tom Hardy's like, uh, f- fuck yeah, is that rhetorical? <laughs> um, Andy Pascal gets wind of it, calls him up, and is like, dude, what the fuck, Kevin? <laughs> and he's basically like, "Uh, you know
2: what? Um,
0: I, I'm doing my thing over here. You can do your thing.
2: Um,
0: by the way, uh, the buyout is, is still in play. Like, you know, we'll buy Sony. <laughs> we'll it. How much is it gonna take? Uh, we just bought Fox, so um, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure we will flush some cash over here. Um, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> um. <laughs> I am very much looking forward to the sequel. Uh, I uh, really enjoyed the first one. I, I mean, I didn't think it was a particularly, like, great movie or anything, but I fucking love Tom Hardy. Um, and, hey, Tom, like, you know what? You might be, like, sloppy seconds uh, to some people on this panel, uh, but you're my first love, mate. Uh, like, dude, I fucking love that guy so much. He's my favorite actor. Um so, uh, I will watch him in anything. You guys know this. Uh, the audience knows this. Um, so, I yeah, I'm just happy to get that and to, to see him go against uh, Woody Harrelson. Like, yes. Like, please, like, give me that. Um, I actually kind of uh, hated the um, post credit scene. It was probably my, like, most downer moment of the whole movie. Um, I just it, – it felt – like the juxtaposition of it felt kind of fucked up and weird. Um the the lines were terrible. Um I I thought Woody Harrelson, um like they they were kinda of amping him up to like I don't know, like it was just way overacted. Um, but I don't think we'll get that for a whole movie. Um like I think I think they'll probably like tone it down a little bit. Um but yeah, I mean I'm I'm super hyped for it. I mean that's gonna be um Something that we've always wanted to see. So um and to have, you know, two of my favorite actors kind of square off against each other. Super excited.
2: I did think that they could have waited for Carnage, uh, for a third movie. Um, I thought they would have made done sense. they could have done a spin on the Venom family, uh into, you know, rather than them being helpful to Venom, uh, they were trying to kill Venom. Um, I thought that's what the second movie could have been. Uh them wanting
0: we're, to do I, I always thought, too, you could just do Kraven the Hunter. I mean, see, you man. have the property rights to him, and, like, even though I do want to see him in the Spider-Man, um, in, in the MCU, like, I mean, I think that would be a fucking awesome, like, just some badass hunter who hears about this fucking symbiote, you know, that's attached itself to this dude, and it's it's unkillable, and, you know, whatever, um, like, coming over to, you know, America to try and hunt him. Like that that would I could that see, would make for a very interesting, you know, I story can even line. see
2: the dynamic, Nick, of them going balls to the wall. What about this idea? What about <clears throat> excuse me, Norman wanting the symbiote. So he hires Craven to retrieve nah. it him for him. and that's sure. that's where we get the, the deadly battle. Um, and we get our first uh, appearance of Norman Osborne in Sony's Venom Verse. Uh, see, I think, I think Feige
0: great. would put. I think he would have to put the foot down on that one, now.
2: Like he'd be like,
0: oh, "Dude, I can, I can live without craving, Like, but you're not, you're not taking Norman Osborn. Like, if you want to take Norman Osborn, like, we're done here. <laughs>
2: I can see Feige like, listen." You keep this up, I'm gonna offer Tom that role for, for Wolverine. And Trey <laughs> hasn't signed the right. contract yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's just constantly holding
3: that over Amy's head. <laughs> you <laughs>
2: know he'll take it. <laughs> like keep it up, keep it up. I'll, I'll make I'll make Hardy Wolverine. Keep it up. Uh, but I don't yeah. think
3: Fuggy's gonna do anything to ruin that relationship because he knows how important Spider Man's gonna be going forward and the rights to Norman Osborn. So I I think uh, I think Amy Pascal's kind of got the you know, the lead on this. Maybe. I'll say this, Shannon.
2: Like, I, I'll say this. Spider-Man, what she's trying to do in building that universe, I, I said this, Nick, uh, Nick to get you guys in my witnesses. I said this last week. If you play hardball and Feige calls your bluff, remember, he just got that huge fox bolt. So what he could say is, I right, you know what? We'll take our chances. Sure, will it mess up a few things for us? Sure. We'll take our right. chances. And if you're Amy Pascal, do you know, do you know? Uh, here's the pressure, Kanan. It only takes one bad Spider-Man movie to mess up everything. Just one. Just one bad Spider-Man movie for everyone to go, I knew it. I knew you couldn't handle this on your own. Go back to Marvel. And you not you not uh, catching on, on a huge box office for Spider-Man, it only takes that. For Kevin Feige to call and go, so I... So all would happen. Did you want to talk? Like, did you want to renegotiate? I can bring <laughs> you back over. It only takes one. So all, albeit, it does seemingly feel like Amy Pascal has somewhat of the the leverage because it's like you need Spider-Man. He's gonna be one of your leading faces going forward. Kevin Feige very likely could say, you know what? I decided I want Wolverine and Fantastic Four to be to be my face going forward. Take Spider-Man back. Go ahead. Let's do it. And let's see what you're able to do. Yeah. So I, I would call. I think.
0: Button. Yeah, and I think like I I do I don't disagree with you, Kanan. I like I, um, in the sense of I think that she definitely has leverage. Um, I just would uh, kind of to to bridge the gap between what you and Juwan are saying. I wouldn't try to overplay my leverage. Um, <laughs> like, you know, I I just don't think that would be the. The move, like you got to think about it. Like the bottom line is to make money. Um, so, the best way to make money is to have Spider Man attached to these properties and then hopefully incorporate your other properties into this thing later on. Um, now, if Foggy doesn't want to do that, then you know, you're just never going to have it happen. Um, but, like, if you take Spider Man back, and like Jawan said, if it doesn't work, then you're fucked, whereas if you make one of these spinoff movies, luckily Venom was very successful, at least financially. Um, but, like, if you, if you make a flop you know, spinoff movie, you just move on to the next fucking character. It's fine. Um, but, like, if you take Spider-Man back and it flops and then people lose interest in that and they're like, oh, it's not even attached to the MCU anymore? Like, um, yeah, that's, a, that's a bigger risk than I would be willing to take. So I think that both sides have some leverage there.
2: And let let me be specific, Kanan, because I do see see what you're saying in the idea of Sony. Let me be specific. If you're Amy Pascal looking to keep your position, what you don't want is for Spider-Man to come back and it not be a success box office-wise. Because if it's not, then Sony can say, maybe it's you, Amy. Maybe you. Or why we can't get things done the way we need them to, you're gone. And if you're Amy, that's the last thing you want. So you want to keep things happy, keep things flowing, keep things going well. And the best way to do that is to keep um, Spider-Man where he is and for it to stay long-term. So, but I'm sorry. I, I stopped talking like I wasn't the host. Anyway, Tia, um, your thoughts uh, on Tom Hardy? you know, staying on is Venom and us getting a sequel.
1: Maybe I'm, like, within the minority of people who actually enjoyed Venom a lot. I walked in with super low expectations because I was like, you know, the first trailer did not sell me at all. Um, The other trailers were fine, but I still wasn't, like, blown away by any of them. So, And then I had heard from a few people that it really wasn't good. So I walked in, super low expectations, because I was like, Tom Hardy can do no wrong. Like, I'm just going to go to see him. And then I, like, when the movie ended, I sat there and I'm like, I can't really find myself disliking this movie. Where there are things, obviously, that they needed to improve on, yes. But I ended up liking the movie, so I was happy that um, a second one was confirmed. The only thing that maybe I can say why they felt the need to even do that was, um, I don't know, I think we ran a story like a year ago that apparently, like, Tom Hardy was like kind of getting to the point where maybe he wanted to like retire from acting or something like that, you know? So it's like maybe yeah. they just felt the need to like throw that out there. But, um, and then also with everything that's happening with like Disney and Fox, with Disney having bought them out and, yada, 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 that Amy Pascal just felt the need, like, hey, just to let you know, like, yes, uh, Disney just bought out Fox. They have their raging Marvel Cinematic Universe going on, and we got Venom and Morbius, but we're still going with this, and you're still getting the second Venom. Um, so maybe for all intents and purposes, that's why they felt like they needed to just really announce that there. I'm super happy, uh, as Nick said, that and M- Credit scene probably was one of the things that I had a big problem with with the movie with his uh, Mm. with Woody Harrelson's uh, Ronald McDonald wig going on.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it was so bad, it was so So bad,
1: bad. it was so bad. But he's but Woody Harrelson's a fantastic actor, so to know that he's going to be in the second one, I think that this could be a good movie. This could be Sony really revving it up here. So I'm excited for Venom 2.
2: I'll say the biggest issue I had with the wig before we move on is that I kind of feel like, to me, the hair was important um, depending on the actor. Like, if you got a really good actor and that actor happens to be bald, just go with him being bald. Like, that hair isn't iconic to the character. He could be bald. Or,
0: like, at least invest enough money into it like HBO does and make it look good. Like, I mean, did you see... The first season of True Detective, like they fucking put some money into it and it like real fucking hair. Like, yeah. Just make it look
2: real. <laughs> I'm going to say this. There's only like, three actors on. in Hollywood. Somebody don't that, got
0: HBO money now? Is that where we're at? Like, fuck.
2: <laughs> I'll say this. There's only three actors in Hollywood that, no matter how much money you invest, I, you can never sell me on them having hair uh, Bruce Willis, Samuel Jackson, and Woody Harrelson.
1: Just let them play uh, bold, bold But I'm, I'm going to throw, some,
2: throw someone else out there. if it looked good? Like, am I wrong here? No, you're Any not time. necessarily wrong, but to me, I just feel like they're bald. Like, you don't ever have to write characters for them that have hair. Just allow them to be bald. Like, it won't oh, take away from the acting. Just let them be bald. Stop trying to put hair on them. It sometimes looks weird. I love it. Well, I'll, I'll give them bold. this, too. It would have made
0: sense at the very least, it would have made sense in the context of he was like an inmate, um, and and like don't they like shave your head like regularly or is this the army? <laughs> Am I confusing the army? I'll <laughs> I'll you can
2: have here. hair in prison. I'll say this. Okay. <laughs> Justice League is why people think cutting your hair is like a mandatory in prison. Justice League, I felt like. Kind of started that that stigma oh, when yeah, Lex man, got arrested yeah. and then he got his haircut. Blame them too. Yeah. That was yeah, it was like that. it was like that was really weird. Why are you cutting his hair? Like, <laughs> <laughs> is that a necessity? It's like a it's necessary, it's a necessary for the plot. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was weird. Um, I would have preferred if they just had him such kryptonite and that that kind of made him his, his hair fall out. But whatever. Mm. Anyway, let's move on. Um, let's talk. Endgame is getting a re-release. A uh, few, I believe, new scenes that are probably just deleted scenes that they're adding in. Um, can correct me if I'm wrong, I believe Feige did say we'd get a new end credit scene. Um, not new like they shot a new one, but it, it's just, again, probably from stuff that they had on the cutting room floor. That they're now putting in this movie. Um, I did want to say to all those people that are like, "Oh, you're re-releasing it just so you could make more money." Yes, duh. Why not? Like it's the same as in music when a rapper has a single that comes out in January, but their song doesn't, uh, their album doesn't come out till December. So it's like they ride the, the momentum of that single to boost sales. It just It's done in all aspects of business. This is not shocking. Um, I don't necessarily know how someone sits through additional minutes of a three-hour movie, but God bless you. Um, but Kanan, I'll start off with you. You're also in-game doing a re-release uh, for, I think it's select theaters. I don't think it's in all theaters. Am I, am I wrong on that, Kanan? Uh, I think they're
3: going to just, they're going to release the key, to the theaters that they already have open, I think there are going to be a few countries that get the film again uh, because it has left uh, some markets already um, overseas. Um, as far as domestic, uh, it will the the film is just going to be you know pushed out to theaters and and ran as it's you know as it is that film you know that's just what it will be uh, going forward. So it's not like it's getting um, additional theaters or anything like that. Uh, Campia actually broke down what they're going to show and honestly um, it was a little bit more hyped up uh, I mean overhyped than what it should have been because it's really um, just stuff that they're going to put on the Blu-ray. There is a uh, tribute to Stan Lee um, at the end and then there is a deleted scene uh, from the movie that is now a post-credit scene so it's not uh anything that is gonna lead into any other films, there's a lot of rumors out there that it's something to do with Eternals or something to do with uh Secret Invasion. There's some stuff out there about X Men or Fantastic Four. It's nothing like that. Um it's just glorified uh Blu-ray material. I mean that's honestly what it is. Uh um, yeah, so it's not room, it's not thirty it's not two or three different scenes that's gonna make or break the movie. The movie's still going to be what it is, and you're going to get a deleted scene, uh, the Stanley tribute, and I think a, a couple other um, little tidbits. But Campion broke it down pretty good. He 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 gave out all the info. He said uh, that he doesn't really think that this he doesn't really see the justification in Marvel releasing something that's going to be on digital and Blu-ray uh, in a month, anyways. Because I think July or August is when it comes out on digital and Blu-ray. Uh so it is a little bit overhyped. I see what Marvel's doing. Um they still need about 40 million to beat Avatar. Can it do it? I don't know, possibly. Uh but yeah, as far as acting like this is something new. I mean, they do this all the time. They they re-release movies uh during award season. I do think a lot of people are kind of like, well, this movie's only been out for 2 months. You know, it's kind of silly to re-release it, you know, right now. Maybe put maybe re-release it um you know, you know, maybe later in the fall or maybe after Spider-Man or something like that has been out for a month. I don't know. Or maybe even do it as a package deal or something like that. But, um, I mean, that's pretty much the de- the details on it. Uh, yeah. I will be going to see it again. I've already seen it three times. But uh, it's going to get some push from Spider-Man alone. So I don't think it really needed uh, this, uh, this additional hype because uh, I think Spider-Man is going to do pretty good for it.
2: Yeah, for for the money that it has to make up to beat Avatar, I think what's going to be hard is I can't imagine many people who wanted to see it hadn't seen it already. Um, mm. So I think if people are listening to shows like this that are telling you, like, don't go in there thinking, like, you know, at some random scene, like, they're going to pop up at a bar and Logan's there. Like, no, that that that's not what any of this is going to be. Um, I, I always had the before you told me what Campia said, Ken, I, I always had the mindset that it was just cutting room floor stuff, that they were adding it. Um, we heard the Russo brothers say, like, you know, they had so much stuff they had to kind of just leave on the cutting room floor um, to make sure that this movie met the, the time requirement. So I, I just figured it was that. The, the tribute is beautiful. Um, I don't really get how Captain Marvel was able to put it in, but Endgame didn't. Um, but nonetheless, uh, the man deserves a tribute. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I was going to say. Um, but yeah, so uh, to me, if you pay money to see a three hour movie thinking you'll see new scenes, um, and then you see maybe, uh, an extended scene or something like that. Um, if you're willing to sit through another three hours of this movie, like I said, God bless you. Um, God, God bless you. Uh, but Nick, your thoughts on Endgame, uh, doing a re-release? Kevin Feige doesn't
0: care about blue people. <laughs> he wants that <laughs> fucking record, man. He wants the record, and I, you know, fucking God willing, he'll get it. Um, because like, it, dude, Avatar deserves to be dethroned. Um, so I, I, you know, I don't, I don't mind it. I hope he fucking gets it. I'm probably not gonna go see it again. Um, no, but I tell you this, <laughs> all, you know what? Here, here's the thing though. All they would have to do to get me to go see it again. Is telling me, all right, the post credit scene is going to be Luis breaking down everything that happened in the fucking movie. <laughs> like yeah, I was totally going to see it again for that. Like, you fools. Like, come on. You fell for one of the classic blunders. Like, come on, dude. We love that character. Throw him in there at the end. Just fucking breaking down everything that fucking happened in the movie. Like, it, it would be fucking perfect. It would be so fucking good. Um and uh you know unfortunately um it doesn't it doesn't appear like we're going to get that uh if uh campia is indeed correct in his assertion as to what is going to actually be added in um but yeah, I mean like literally like they could they could throw up a teaser like of like a ten second teaser on their YouTube channel and just be like like the the very first bit of him breaking down like what what happened in like I mean, fuck you. I don't care. Just show me Louise, man. Like I you, you put Louise at the end of that movie, breaking down anything, and I'm there. So, um, yeah. I mean, I feel like that that they missed their calling card. Like that that is forty million dollars worth right there. Like that will get you your forty million. I'm I fucking guarantee
3: it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I, I told Tia this. Um, I think it was last week. Tia, I think me and you talked about it on Geeks Against the Grain. But if I was Feige, I wouldn't stress that this didn't beat the record because if this can come that close, an X Men versus Avengers movie is gonna beat this. Is gonna beat that Avatar uh, record. It, it just is. It, mm-hmm. it will. Um, or an Avengers movie where you have the X Men, some of the X Men, the entire Fantastic Four team going up against Galactus. Like you have pieces that once you assemble all of them, will knock off that record. Like look how close this came. Like. And Avengers vs. X-Men will easily be thrown Avatar. It just will. It, it it has mega box office written all over it. So to me, I just wouldn't stress as much as he seems to be stressing over this with this re-release. But again, he wants the record apparently. He's going to try his best to get it. God bless him. Um, but, He's know,
0: LeBron James in this shit.
2: Yeah. You know? Look, well, man, you, you do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. Um, Batia, your thoughts on Endgame getting a re release? Um,
1: I mean, as soon as I thought it, it was like a, Endgame's coming for Avatar here, man, but um, uh, they do <laughs> this a lot with movies, they do it re releases just in case uh, people maybe never got a chance to go see it when it was originally in theaters because people have busy lives, shit happens sometimes. I mean. I didn't go see Justice League, I think, until it was probably in its, like, last week ever of being in the theater, so it's, it's you know, yes, I think that there's probably definitely a money reason behind it, but more so, uh, not more so, but also in addition to the fact that if someone never got the chance, maybe they've been, like, putting it off, putting it off, and then finally like, all right, I want to go see it. And then they realize, oh, it's not a theory anymore, and now they can go see it if you want to see it again um, because you only saw it once and you want to see it and you don't want to wait for it to come out on digital HD or Blu-ray or DVD or whatever. I, You know, that could be it. So I, as soon as I saw it, it was like, again, I made the joke about, like, the Avatar thing and then also it just makes sense for it being re- re-released. But the I have to say, the amount of people who, like, you know, are so against, like, the MCU and Marvel got so pissed at that shit, as soon as we, like, reported it, all of a sudden, like, the, all the comment sections, and then people, like, bashing Marvel and bashing Kevin Feige, I'm like, all right, guys, it's not that big of a deal. Because at this point, it probably won't make the $40 million that is needed to beat Avatar. It's just going to comment, and... and who can blame anyone for wanting more money? People are saying, oh, you know, it's, uh, it's just a cash grab. Yes, that's what businesses like to do. They like to make money. Just saying. So, yeah, I mean, it's cool. I probably won't go see it again because uh, I've seen it twice at this point. I'll just wait for it to come um, and, you know, watch it in the comfort of my own home just because I don't feel like spending $14 to go see a movie that, you know, I've seen before, even though it was magnificent. I will yeah. say
0: this if my $14, if I knew my $14 made the difference between a beat and Avatar, I'd go see it again. I just don't like just, Obviously, <laughs> like, we, we just can't just know need, that.
1: We just need 14 more bucks. Oh, we there need and Nick is there ticket. like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, would be like, I will all right, also say. I,
2: I'll support you guys. I will also say to to Avatar fans that, Nick, the Avatar fans on Twitter, were worse than uh, Raptors fans. Like, they just came out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> once Endgame came out, like, Avatar fans came out of nowhere. It was like, uh, it's not going to beat Avatar. Avatar was a masterpiece. And it was like, dude, oh, like, the God. last Avatar came out, like, 15 years ago. I'm pretty sure you didn't feel <laughs> the same when it came out. Like,
3: you, you, you yeah. didn't.
2: Like, relax. I feel it like was the thought. Avatar it fans was, like, you know. I mean, people
0: went not saw that movie like 15 fucking times. It's just like they did with Titanic. Like, James Cameron just, <laughs> he has a way of connecting with people. He's I mean, he's a but great I filmmaker. Will,
2: I will say this. James Cameron had a huge cheat code um, with the the huge success of Avatar. When people, let me not say all people, but when a lot of people left that movie, the word of mouth wasn't necessarily that it was this amazing movie. It was that, it was, James Cameron was able to peak 3d so he was able to do something yeah. in 3d not anyone else had uh, no one else i'm sorry had been able he, to do it he broke
0: through with it yeah
2: right so it was people leaving saying dude it was visually beautiful like it was just right. great to watch it so people went for the experience i didn't really hear people saying how great of a movie it was it was just the experience of it um, but by no means should that movie ever, should that movie or Titanic ever be in that number one spot. Of Ooh, box Titanic's
0: office? a damn good movie, man. Number five no, words of right there.
2: Box office? I'm not saying it was a bad movie. I'm just saying when you think of blockbuster movies, like these huge movies. Titanic box is office the first movies, one I think
0: of. I just, Actually, Jaws would I, be the first one I think of, but Titanic's close second.
2: No, I'm saying, when you left that movie, did you feel like this was going to be a huge box office hit? Like, I didn't leave that movie well, thinking that.
0: That movie came out in Juwan, 1997. You didn't
2: go what? see that movie in theaters. Shut up, Jawan. I was going to say, Let's when, not you know, why did
1: you leave that? He's I like, call,
2: I left, that, I left I the theater. Mom, <laughs> I can call my mom right that now. Was, my mom definitely took me to see that movie. Uh, so I'll that was like I'm the two. first
0: titty you ever saw then. <laughs> was that was <laughs> the what?
2: The first is? titty
0: you ever saw.
2: yeah yeah it was it was it really was oh listen that's why kate winslet is is my number one crush i'll forever love kate winslet that was his first crush nice
0: mine was kimberly the pink power ranger but um oh yeah nevertheless uh yeah i mean no i mean i think I, i when i went to go see that movie the hype was already like super built up for it and so like i mean i I mean, I only went to go see it once, what, for but Avatar? I was I, no, no, no. For uh, for I didn't see Avatar in theaters. Um, oh. uh, no, for Titanic. <laughs>
1: you guys <laughs> I saw I Titanic in that. the theaters? I saw that shit on two VHS tapes back in the day when it was like you had to take tape one out and put tape two in in order to Oh watch yeah,
0: it. it had the two tapes. Yeah, I remember that. Just, um, but yeah, no. I mean, I I saw uh, Titanic. I, I mean, I was. Um, God, I guess I, I was nine, uh, 97. Yeah. I was like nine or 10. Um, so like, yeah, but I mean, I, I definitely remember, um, going to see it. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I was too young to be like, Oh my God, I really understand like the big box office, you know, thing or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a great fucking movie. Like still to this day when I like sit down and watch Titanic, I'm not fucking disappointed. It's a great movie.
2: Fair enough. It just, something should be ahead of that and Avatar. You know, just saying. Well, I all think that right, uh, should be ahead of Avatar, but
0: I digress. Go ahead.
2: Okay, let's agree on this. Avatar shouldn't be on there. Simple as that. We I agree. agree on
0: that. I agree.
2: Okay, cool. Uh, all right, let's move on. Um, all right, let's talk some James Gunn news. We got news that, uh, thanks to Uh the Suicide Squad. Um, Sorry, new filming dates on James Gunn's the Suicide Squad as production looks to begin September 23rd of this year and wrap January 31st of next year, and it will be filming in Atlanta, Georgia, Nick's Backyard. Um, Indeed. This is good news. Um, I assume the main reason it's doing it in September and not a bit sooner is because Idris does have a huge press tour to do uh, come August for Hobbs & Shaw. Um, so I figured, you know, they're going to let that kind of die out and then, boom, we can get right, right to work. I will say, though, the idea that it's filming as soon as it is really upsets me now that Warner Brothers didn't at least just have a, a small panel at Hall H. Because I would have loved to have seen the full cast for this movie to come out um, and, you know, reveal who, they, who each of them are going to be playing, build up the hype for the, you know, for filming to start. Um but nonetheless we're gonna get this information soon anyway. So whether they were on Hall H or not, this information is gonna come out soon. Uh, I just wanna know who Idris Alba is playing. After that I really could care less anything else. Um but uh Nick, I'm actually gonna start with you since it's in your backyard. Um mm-hmm. your thoughts on us getting a production start uh start date, um for the Suicide Squad.
0: Yeah, good, good news. Um, you know, it seems like something that they were able to like fast track successfully. So that's a big win for DC because they've obviously had so many projects that have hit production hell. Um, and then, you know, some others that have just, you know, been very slow. Um, I'm looking at you, the Batman, um, to like get the get the wheels rolling. Um, and it seemed like You know, from the moment they were like, "Yeah, we're bringing in James Gunn." James Gunn was like, "All right, I'm gonna fucking nail out a script. Uh, Like, let's start casting people. I've got a very clear vision, Um, and it's. I really do feel like this is gonna be a big success for them, Um, and uh, I'm I'm super excited for it. And I, you know, the the fact that they're, you know, we're able, seemingly from the outside looking in, able to Successfully fast track this movie um, it is a very positive sign for them, um, and and you know kind of bodes well for their stock, um, you know going forward.
2: Yeah, I mean this is one of the the movies people are really looking forward to the most out of um, anything that's been slated. Um, yeah. So this is the one that a, a lot if not all the eyes are are on. Um, so I, I don't know if that makes a good pressure or bad pressure, but I do know James Gunn does deliver. He has. Um, so I have no reason to think that this won't be a really good movie. Um, I just want to, I just want to know what the
0: soundtrack's going to be like, dude, that's in, in fact, like when I go sit down and watch this movie, I'm going to be like, like uh, uh, playing back in my head. Like after I get out of the movie, like, Oh dude, that fucking song was perfect. You know, like that's, it's gonna think, be really exciting because they like way overdid the soundtrack in the first one, like just like like fodder almost um, as far as as far as and they picked great songs. It's just they didn't utilize them super well. Um, and James Gunn has a penchant for like he's got that same kind of Quentin Tarantino uh, vibe as far as incorporating music into his films. Um and he just does it like brilliantly. In fact I'd say he's the best at it since Quentin Tarantino. Um so I, I would I'm very
2: eager to see that. Or hear that. Yeah, I think we'll have I think we'll have an idea by that first trailer, um, what we can expect from yes. the uh the soundtrack. Um Indeed. the same same thing we got from the first Guardians movie. Once you saw that trailer, yes. you kinda got an idea what you were gonna look for forward to. Soundtrack, so we'll, we'll definitely mm-hmm. do that. But yeah, he, he does a great job, so I'm not Red worried up. about that. Me just, get your love. Just give me, give me a casting for Aegis Elba. God damn it, I shouldn't have to wait this long. <laughs> um, but Canaan, I'm hoping you will come on and tell me exactly who Aegis Elba is playing. If not, I'm going to just hang <laughs> up on you now. Um, but no, your thoughts on um, the filming dates that we got, uh, and are you surprised that it's as soon as it is?
3: Uh, no, because uh, the September date's been out there for a while. Um, we've reported on it, and a couple other sites have reported on it as it's changed. Uh, the only thing that's really kind of bounced around was when it was going to wrap. Uh, there was no well, there was no firm date on when it was going to start. Um, I was actually able to find out the the start date, which is the 23rd of September, and uh, I was able to determine uh, find out when it was going to wrap. Uh, we'd reported before it was supposed to wrap in February. Uh, That seems to have changed to uh, January 31st. Um, With production dates, always give uh, maybe a few days here or there um, because uh, the filming for A Quiet Place wasn't supposed to start until July 8th. Um, It's actually already started filming some scenes. I think Black Widow was one of those films as well that kind of jump-started its production a little bit early. Um, So the reason why they're definitely getting this done – Uh, And I think the reason why they may even pushed it from February to January 31st um, to try to wrap it up in January is because Gunn's going to have to jump straight from Suicide Squad um, into filming Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which I think is supposed to start um, maybe in February or March. So he's going to be juggling post-production work on both of those. I could be wrong on the dates, and they may even push Guardians 3 because I think Feige's even said there's no rush um really um to get that out, but I think they are gonna want to I think Gunn is gonna probably wanna try to get that as soon as possible. So I'm not sure how he's gonna tackle uh post production work on squad plus um you know uh starting on Guardians and then he's gonna have to go through all that and then he's gonna have to start doing press for Suicide Squad. So the man is going to be very, very busy um to say the least. Um but yeah I definitely I definitely see that being the the time frame because they are going to. Uh, I, I don't think Atlanta will be the only place they film. That's going to be the majority of it. Uh, I think there have been some rumors that they might do some filming in London, uh, at Pinewood Studios, and I know that's where Batman is going to take off. Is going to start filming. We reported um, last week that the start date for the Batman is going to be March or April. Uh, so that lines up. If they are going to do some filming in Pinewood Studios for Suicide Squad, it gives them time to kind of wrap up and then get into production uh, around the end of around February, the first part of March, to get started on Batman. Because uh, Batman's definitely going to film in England, uh, and then you know maybe some additional uh, cities as well, uh, which is pretty cool because they are that they, maybe they'll. I know they're going to do it in studio, but maybe they'll take advantage of some of the. Um, the landscape of England to kind of maybe use for Gotham, kind of give it that, uh, you know, that kind of Tim Burton Gotham look, you know, kind of the gargoyles and stuff like that. Stuff that we kind of – that we saw a little bit in Snyder's uh, version of Gotham, uh, but really we didn't see in uh, a Nolan's version of uh, Batman. So I definitely would like to kind of get that aesthetic um, for Gotham. Uh, but as far as, uh, you know, Squad goes, I mean, it's – like I said – He's got those two movies, so they're really going to try to get the production started as soon as possible. They may even move it up. I mean, you can maybe even see production starting uh, the week before the 23rd. But uh, it's good news. Uh, Do not know who Idris Elba's playing. They pretty much have the cast locked down. Uh, The only names that they've yet to reveal are the villains. Uh, Of course, there is the rumor that uh, Benicio Del Toro is going to be the villain. Nothing's been set in stone on that. That might come down um after uh Comic-Con even though they're not doing a panel there's something that might be revealed cuz they are going to have a booth um that so they might reveal something like that uh but really that's about it so this movie's already got its uh I think it, it it's pretty much got its costume designer, its cinematographer, I think its production designer. So it's pretty much set to go. The only thing stopping now is uh just getting finding out who who's cast for what and Uh, you know, getting that cameras actually rolling.
2: I do want to ask you one thing about Guardians,
3: because
2: uh, when you said that, it reminded me of uh, when when I heard Feige said there's no rush on Guardians 3. Do you think that he means there's no rush on it mainly because that script um, is a script that does not take place after Endgame, but possibly before Infinity War? um do you think that or do you think james gunn's script lines up exactly because i don't think hemsworth's in it and the movie ended with hemsworth being in it um so and we haven't heard that since endgame um james gunn has done any rewrites or any edits or anything like that albeit nothing has started filming wise so you have time to do any of that if, if need be um but do you kind of feel that Kevin Feige meant that because it doesn't necessarily line up where where the MCU is today? Or do you think he just meant it like, you know, takes his time whenever he's ready to do it, it it's here waiting for him?
3: Uh, I can maybe see some tweaks here or there, but there's no guarantees that Thor is going to actually be in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie despite how the film ended because uh, there were reports that Chris Hemsworth is actually – um, planning to take a gear off from acting. And if he takes a gear off, then that's not going to line up with filming for uh, Guardians 3 um, unless they change it. I think the reason why he said there was no rush is because they've got a lot of other stuff that they have that they can film um, to carry the story. But you got to remember the gun was an uh, executive producer on Avengers. He worked with the Russos on both movies. Uh, so I think his, his script was definitely... Um, meant to carry on the uh, the ramifications of both of those movies. I really think that his script involved, um, you know, the search for, you know, Gamora, um, you know, trying to, you know, retrieve her. I think that's part of it. Um, I think the Russos may have just threw in the whole Thor thing. I don't know that he's necessarily going to be part of the film. I think that would be a huge boost. Um, I, I really think that would be a cool segue into maybe um, – you know, more team up movies like that. Uh, but no, I mean, I definitely think it was, I mean, and he could always go back and change, um, you know, a few stuff here or there, um, you know, based on, you know, maybe that wasn't in there uh, for Endgame. game, but I think he was so heavily involved with the making of both of those films that I think his script is going to, um, is going to lean that way. And if it does, and the stuff that was, you know, come out about um, high evolutionary, and the whole stuff about Drax and his daughter. I think Guardians 3 uh could be could end up being one of the best Marvel movies there is cuz I think there's a lot of story to tell plus the addition of Thor. I mean, I think you have the making of a, a really good film. Yeah,
2: I just I to me I am a huge fan of dialogue. Um so if Thor's not in it, I would like you to kind of explain why. Um doesn't have to be long, just you know, we let Thor off and blah blah blah. Um, I'd be fine with that. Maybe they let Thor off on the same planet Beta Ray Bill lives, and maybe that's how the two of them team up um, in a future movie. So to me, as long as you just explain it, because you ended it to where he, and it wasn't just, like, implied. He was he was on the ship with them. So it's like, you got to tell me, like, you dropped him off somewhere or something. But, again, that's very easy to do. I, I'm just curious on if, any mention of Thor will come from that movie. Main reason why is I, I said I hated it when he was with the Guardian, because it's like if he is in Guardians 3, excuse me, albeit it'd be super cool to see Thor versus Adam Warlock, I kind of feel like if you have Thor, you don't really need anyone else from the Guardians. So, it's a weird dynamic of that team. Um, so, I just thought it was weird. It sounds good the, uh, the, the as Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's just a weird dynamic power-wise. Um, so if he's not in it, that's great. I'm just curious on if they explain it at all. Um, I would say this, just real
0: quickly. I would say, like, you can you can write around, like, how the dynamics of those characters work, um, like their powers and everything, but, like, just to have Chris Hemsworth's character Thor like they're interacting with them with what we've gotten so far um particularly what we got in um Infinity War like I just think there would be so much that James Gunn could play with there that it would just be fucking fantastic um so I, I would be a big proponent for that um but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be heartbroken if he wasn't in it um, you know, so long as there was some kind of explanation. Um, but I, I'm 100% here for him being um, <clears throat> and heavily involved in the movie.
3: And I just, just want, real quick, I just want to just real quick, Joanne, I just want to throw something yeah. in. As far as the script goes, there could be some rewrites, and and Gunn could be doing that because you got to remember he wrote this script before the controversy. Um, and I think you're going to see a lot of his dialogue reflect um the the issues that were presented to him, I think he's going to take a lot of a different approach to how he uh, writes his dialogue. So this could be a much different tone than the last two Guardians films, you know, where they were kind of uh, open about certain topics and stuff like that. Uh, I think he um, I think he realizes uh, he's humbled himself based on this whole situation. Uh, so there definitely could be some things that are changed. Um, if not certain scenes, you know, maybe some stuff's added, taken away. But he definitely gotta think about that too, that uh the whole situation with him getting let go from Mar uh from Marvel and brought back because of all that, I think it's definitely gonna change the way he approaches films and especially the kind of content he has in those films.
0: I fucking hope not. <laughs> like that there's nothing to do with like any of the content that he had in the previous movies. Like I mean I, his tweets are bad, like don't get me wrong, but like I don't feel like that should change. Like, like when you say something like that, it makes me think like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe I shouldn't have that line about you should see this place with a black light looks like a fucking Jackson Pollock painting. Like, it's a great line. It's super funny. Like, it's it's, um, and it'll go over any little kid's head. They're not gonna know what's being said. Um, like it's nuanced. It's 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 a it's a good line, um, but. You know, like I mean, I hope something like that is not that. You know, I I hope he doesn't succumb to that kind of pressure. Um, but I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. Like I mean, he very well may, um, but I, I I just hope not.
2: Well, this he is aware of what happened. He is aware of what society will not deem to be funny. And he'll walk the line of it. And I think Marvel movies have done that since they started. They've walked the line of some of their humor. Um, not borderline controversial, but um, some of their humor is like, it definitely went over a kid's head, but like all the adults here got it. Um, so, I mean, you know, I, I don't think he's going to drastically change how he writes the script, but I do think he, he's going to you know, look at it aware of what happened and go, some things that might cause controversy that I might have had in it or might have been looked at wrong, I might take it out. And I promise you it'll probably be a line that won't make a difference. So to me, I don't think he will sure. order himself down, but I do think he is aware that certain things just can't be in there um, at, at this point. And I think now that he's mindful of it, the, the script will reflect. Um, but I don't think we'll, we'll see a James – I don't think he'll make it to where it doesn't feel like a James Gunn script. It'll feel like sure. it, but it might be, you know, minus some humor that he uh, would have had if not for the uh, controversy. But um, excuse me, Tia, your thoughts on the uh, the dates we got for the starter filming and the finish of filming for uh, the Suicide Squad?
1: Um, I mean, they didn't come to as any like big big surprise. I'm just really happy that um we're even getting this with James Gunn and there's news, and it seems like everything's trucking along perfectly. I, again, might be in the minority that actually really enjoyed uh, Suicide Squad, the first one, and the fact that you're bringing James Gunn into the mix to do it. I think that it's just going to be, like, way better, and you're going to kind of, like, bridge that gap with fans, and it's going to just, I think, personally, be a great win, for DC for this so um, yeah I mean so I really have nothing much to say about the dates other than I'm excited to see something actually in place and that the plans are or all set out there um, I did want to comment I guess a little on like James Dunn with his content with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy I think mm-hmm. it's one thing that he's kind of like looking at maybe um, a lot of people were pissed um, and have continued to be pissed about his portrayal of Mantis. I know that her like absent-mindedness and like overly innocence is kind of like what makes her endearing and charming. But a lot of people dislike that. They think that he kind of infantized her too much, and maybe if he's looking to, uh, you know appease more or something like that, that he may take that into account while he's working on a third Guardian.
2: I, I, I'll i say this. I, I view movies the same way I somewhat view comedians in the sense of um, too much censorship just dulls the product. Um, so when you tell a comedian coming into an event like, oh, this, 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 and that, um, they're like, well, my about that, 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 and that, like, (laughs) what do you want me to do? Uh, It kind of then dulled um, the comedian, so I kind of feel like if that's how he visioned Mantis and his reasonings were pure, um, because it came off as if Mantis was supposed to be the comedy release. She was supposed to be, because I I just want everyone to remember, the way Drax is in the movie is not how Drax is in the comics. At all. At all. So to me, <laughs> yeah. if you're telling me you wanted those two to be comic reliefs, I'm okay with it. But if you're telling me that you had some kind of underhanded, uh, you know, thoughts from Mantis, then it's like, okay, cool, it's a problem. But to me, I, I don't really see where the, the, the criticism is, really, if his intentions were for her to be a comic relief and someone that Drax can maybe kind of reason with or, or, or kind of feel on the same level uh with
0: yeah well she's she's naive and pure of heart, like that to me was you know that was kind of would be my like two two characteristics that I would most overtly glean from her um and I don't know i I hadn't heard that um uh, but i mean i I can see it um uh you know now that Tia has mentioned it, I can see people having that sort of reaction um I, I mean i didn't personally but i i can see that um but like yeah, yeah i mean i am with you on this one Joanne. i i think you know I, I i don't i don't think it came from uh, I, I i don't know i don't think it came from any kind of place of um uh, other than you know just just writing a a,
2: a fun character you know yeah i mean I'll say this. I, I tell everyone all the time that certain shows, certain things, couldn't exist in today's sensitive society. One of those yeah. things, Nick, um, is Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, I rewatched like from season one, like up to the the most current season. Larry <laughs> David. I mean, it's still on air. And, yeah. No. 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 It is. But if you watch last season, it's drastically different than four seasons ago. Um, oh yeah. It, it, you know, because if if you watch The Office too, like uh, so much of The Office in their very early, oh yeah, not today. yeah,
0: right. No, so
2: I, I just look at it. I mean, the, and the best like, example is
0: Blazing Saddles, but I mean, that's that's
2: otherworldly. <laughs> right, right. I, I will say, I'm just very thankful we got a lot of what we got uh, when we got it because it just couldn't exist today. Um nope. and it kind of, to a degree, sucks. But I I do respect everyone. Because um, to me, I am a big advocate of I can't tell someone that they can't be offended by something. So Absolutely if it does not. offend yeah. you, I, I respect it. I, I could see it yeah. differently, but I do respect it. And that's why I'm saying yeah. I think James Gunn will look at it and go, I have to be aware of today. And maybe sure. a few of these things need to come out. Uh, yeah. but, all right, uh, I would on. agree in that sense. Tropic Thunder is the one
0: other one. that's That could not be made today.
2: Right, right. <laughs> Very true. I, I, like I said, I've got to curb your enthusiasm and he said a lot of words and a lot of names that just would definitely get that show booted. Um, yeah. But all right, let's, um, let's move on. Tia, this one I'm going to start with you because I want you to give this man an apology if this report is even Ooh. remotely true. Oh, uh, no. We <laughs> got a we got a report from Variety. Um, Ezra Miller, who's getting his DC Universe standalone film, as soon as he wraps up his work on the Harry Potter spin off series, Fantastic Beasts. Uh, so no news on the Flash solo movie, but Variety indicates Ezra Miller will still film once he wraps up Fantastic Beasts 3, which better be good. Better be good, Warner Brothers.
3: Huge <laughs> letdown with the second one.
2: Um, perhaps, Perhaps Warner Brothers does like, and Kanan, I'm reading directly from your uh, your tweet, by the way, because I know Kanan's like, this all sounds so familiar. Uh, <laughs> uh, perhaps Warner Brothers uh, did like his script, and they plan to move forward with it. Um, variety is one of those trades that it's just like, if they're saying it, maybe there's smoke to the fire. But I will say this, because us being a media outlet, if it comes out that Ezra Miller is no longer going to be The Flash. I do not think the events of that and the events of this article are anywhere near related. And let me explain why. I think at the time, uh, Warner Brothers could have been in a space where it's like, all right, we wanted him to stay on for Fantastic Beasts. We allowed him to write his own script. We're going to see how it plays out. Ezra very quickly could get on set, not or not necessarily on set. The production could begin on it and he'd not like the direction of it and decide to leave. Um, we we seen many times, Ken, I'm sure you see this a lot, an article will come out, and then a studio or an actor changes their mind, and then it looks like the article was wrong. Um, I'm just saying I don't think it's necessarily uh, connected if uh, the actions of Ezra and Warner Brothers are conflicted with this article. But, Tia, if this man does stay I want you to give him an apology and accept him as your future, and accept him as your Flash. <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, your thoughts on uh, the news of him possibly still continuing as the Flash, and um, do you honestly think this this is where that they they did like his script and will continue on with that, or do you think somewhere they'll kind of go? It's not going to work, man. You're going to have to just go with the strip that you directed that.
1: You know, it when I first saw that article, I was a little confused because we had obviously gone over that Ezra was out. So for that to come out saying that like we could possibly return after Fantastic Beasts, I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's still up in the air. Maybe the door is being left open, and they're kind of getting their thoughts together, getting everything in place before really making uh, an actual thing happen. But at the same time, I mean, so much could happen after the filming of Fantastic Beasts. This could just be a rumor. This could be just like murmuring, pretty much. And Then when all is said and done, Warner Brothers decides to bring in a new actor for The Flash. So I'm not necessarily sure what's going to happen. Um, It's the same thing like um, the guy who plays Cyborg in the BCEU comes out every once in a while saying, don't worry, I'm not finished with the character yet. And it's like, but when is that going to happen? Um, So I really am just kind of erring on the side of I will believe it when I see it um because it just seems that things are a little too much up in the air to even say for sure and i'm sorry like i <laughs> i know you guys like Ezra Miller i'm not necessarily hating on him i just didn't like his performance in Justice League so i wouldn't mind if they said hey we have
0: oh. a better
1: candidate for the role of Barry Allen and i'd be like cool <laughs>
2: who you got. <laughs> well, I, I will say to your point, Tia, it does feel like to a degree, he didn't really like it that much either. I mean, if your actor tells you, no, 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 no. I'll write the script. I don't like anything you, you, you did. I'll write it. It does tell you kind of where their mindset was, on the direction of their character. Um, but
3: Kanan, what, what are your thoughts on this news? Um, I mean, as far as Ezra being a good flash, um I mean I like him as an actor. I don't know that he fits a Barry Allen Flash, maybe a Wally West or a Bart. Um but as far as him his movie still happening after um Fantastic Beasts three, I've seen a lot of people say uh try to speculate because they've they want their reports to be true. Uh, about his contract being up, and I've never in my life seen some outlets want uh, to push a negative agenda so much, but there are some sites out there, uh, and I'm just like, why? I mean, so you can be right, so people can look at you and like, oh, you got something right? Um, You know, even if Ezra's contract is up, that doesn't mean that they're outcasting someone else. There's always the door uh opening for them to come back and renegotiate. Um and Variety putting that in there it says a lot because they didn't have to put that in there. They didn't this was a this was for a totally Ken? different uh oh, there you go. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, this you. is for a totally yeah, this is for a totally different um uh issue altogether. I I don't remember exactly what he was out promoting. He was out promoting a festival or a um, or something like that, and you know they happen to mention Fantastic Beasts 3 and The Flash. They didn't have to do that. So for Variety to to say that that's still in the cards, then like you said, that holds a lot of clout because they're a major Hollywood trade. They get a lot of their reports straight from Warner Brothers, um, just like the Hollywood Reporter, Deadline, all those. Um, so until something official comes out. You know, I'm going to look at it like, yeah, he's still the Flash. And I honestly think uh, a Grant Morrison, uh, Ezra Miller Flash, I think would be pretty good. Uh, They find, you know, they can find the right director. You know, they got the right script. Um, And I think you want to at least make the actors happy um, with the material that's presented to them. Uh, And there were a lot of people that didn't like the direction of their characters, um, you know, so far. And I I think that having the right director um, helps. Uh, You know, Gal Godot's really loved working with Snyder. She really loves working with Patty Jenkins. I think if they'd gotten anybody else to direct her solo movie, it could have been a totally different uh, issue. So, uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'd like to keep the continuity um, as much as possible because we already lost Ben. Um, The rumors out there that Cavill's done, Um, hopefully that's, you know, not true. Hopefully there's still um, negotiations ongoing. Uh, you know, I'd like, to, like I said, I'd like to keep as much as possible because it does seem like they are trying to keep that world, um, you know, especially with Suicide Squad and, uh, Birds of Prey. So I'd like to keep, I'd like to keep Ezra because I think he, I think he can be a good flash. I think he just has to have the right material.
2: Yeah, no, fair enough. I, I I'll say this really quickly. Nick, I'm past you. We got a little bit, uh, 10 minutes to go, but I will say everyone who's saying that he's a better Wally uh, than he is Barry, remember, he was written to be that way. So I think if Ezra steps back, uh, writes a script, I think he is a fan of Barry enough to know exactly what Barry is supposed to be like. And you can make tweets. You can make tweets or just make the character more like Barry Allen. Um, Because I agree, it was written to where he seemed more like Wally. But that could all be something that's just written differently. Um, But, Nick, your thoughts on uh, the report that we could still have Ezra as our Flash?
0: I love Ezra Miller, um, and I would love to keep him as Flash. Mm, We'll just keep it brief.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you, man. All right, let's move on. Let's go pretty quickly on these. Let's go Halloween sequel to begin filming this fall, looking at a 2020 release. That is very quick uh Nick your thoughts uh
0: yeah i mean i am I'm, I'm interested I recently watched the the new Halloween um so i am interested to see where it goes from there um you know there's there's kind of the famous scene at the end of the movie where it pans down to um i think there's like a knife in the daughter's hands or the 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 granddaughter's hands i guess um or hand and uh yeah like could could she have some kind of taste for violence or something going forward that's kind of an ode to like one of the uh previous movies um i don't know Uh, but it'll be interesting i don't think you can bring michael myers back from the dead again so i I think you would have to take it in a completely new direction um if they can do that successfully great if they are going to bring back michael myers then i have no interest
2: Fair enough. It's
3: time to pass the baton. Cannon, your thoughts? I hate to break it to you, man. I guess you ain't going to have any interest because Michael's coming back. Um, He's not dead. Um, They even uh, mentioned in the movie that there was a trap door uh, downstairs uh, for them to get out, and that's how he got out. Sorry. Um, As far as uh, the news, this is great news in my opinion because uh, Halloween was one of my top three movies of last year. Uh, It's good to see that they actually uh, are trying to, you know, get the movie going. Uh, There's actually uh, might be some, once again, legal stuff going on with Miramax and the rights. So I think that's why they're really wanting to try to get it in production uh, before anything changes hands. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis coming back is is huge. Uh, John Carpenter said that he would come back, um, and David Gordon Green is supposed to be coming back. So as long as they keep the feel of this movie, I think they've got um, a really good shot at building the franchise uh, once again. And, I mean, it was huge at the box office for them. So it was a win for uh, Blumhouse, and I'm looking forward to it. Fair enough. Tia, your thoughts?
1: Um, I mean, I don't have really much, much to say, but, um, yeah, I, I – I didn't see the Halloween movie, so I'm sorry, guys.
2: <laughs> no, it's okay. I didn't either. So maybe that's what I'll watch uh, when, when this show is over, but I haven't seen it either. Um, all right, so let's move on. Um, new Matrix movie uh, sorry, Michael B. Jordan. The film has been in development under the working title Project Ice Cream. Um, what are our thoughts on the Wachowski sisters coming back to do a new Matrix film, regardless of a continuation or – uh, a reboot but Michael B Jordan starring uh uh headlining it. Nick, your thoughts?
0: Uh yeah, I mean Michael B Jordan seems like the perfect kind of fit for it. I hope it's a continuation. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't think they would do a reboot. That wouldn't really make sense. Um but like if they if they figured out a way to do like some kind of continuation of it, um uh th- that would be super cool. I would be down for it. Um I wasn't a big fan of the, the sequels. I love the first one. The second one was okay. The third one was garbage, in my opinion. Um, but if they can kind of you know reset it the franchise some way, and and Michael B. Jordan is your lead, then yeah, I'm 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 cool with it.
2: Absolutely, Michael B. Jordan, aka New Denzel. Uh, Cannon, your thoughts?
3: It was a slow news day. Honestly, none of this is new. This stuff has been out there for a while. Um, slash Film debunked it, um, but I think uh, a while back, but I th- it's always been in uh, production under that code name. Uh So it's definitely something that I think they were working on. Um, if it happens, that'll be great. Uh, Michael B. Jordan uh, would uh, be cool, I think, to carry on the franchise. Um, be cool to see some um, original people come back, maybe even Keanu. I think it is supposed to be set in the universe. It's supposed to be kind of a continuation, so I don't think it's going to be like a reboot or a complete remake um so i mean we'll see uh if it um if it happens uh like i said right now uh it it was out there before uh nothing was really being confirmed so we'll see if maybe warner brothers confirms that um in the weeks to come
2: fair enough tia your thoughts yeah i
1: think that that's really cool i mean michael b jordan is uh the hot actor right now so it makes sense that if you're bringing matrix back why not bring uh one of the guys that just anytime he's one of those actors you hear his name is attached to the movie you want to go see it look what he you know not that like i love the rocky movies and the rocky franchise but he certainly has breathed uh you know fresh air uh and new life into it so i'm sure that he could do the same thing uh for the matrix
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Alright, let's move on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Feige Oh no no, sorry, I wanna get Nick stopping in. Alright, Russell Pro says he would love to do a sequel to the nice guys. Uh what are our thoughts Nick, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on a possible sequel to the nice guys?
0: I would fucking love it. Um, the nice guys was one of my probably top three movies of 2016 uh dude it, that movie is so fucking good ryan gosling is excellent in it um and and so is russell crowe um they definitely leave it off with them starting up their own company um uh, their own like investigation company um and i think you could put those guys through like great like great adventures going forward it's the perfect kind of movie for a sequel um in my opinion cuz it's a comedy um and you know I, it, to me it's kind of like doing 48 hours and doing another 48 hours um and they were both like pretty good so i would totally be down for it i hope it happens um if Shane Black can get the fucking go-ahead, because his last few movie, movies have not been very successful, including that one, tragically so.
2: Absolutely. We hope the word of mouth would, would help it, but it didn't. But hopefully the star power of those two actors can fuel a a, a sequel. Um, Kanan, Indeed. your thoughts?
3: Uh, well, I wrote the article, so I mean I have a lot of thoughts on it. I think it's great. I think
2: <laughs> Russell Crowe...
3: Russell Crowe has never done a sequel. This was one of the movies he said he would love to do a sequel on. I think they could find a way to justify it. It did $62 million on a $50 million budget. I don't think there was a lot of that went into marketing. So I think they could justify maybe doing one if Russell Crowe really wants to do it. Uh, bring Shane uh, Black back. Kind of have a smaller budget. Uh, I think the fans want it. I put it out there. It got huge response. Uh, so, yeah, if Russell wants it, I say let's do it.
2: Yeah, fair enough. And I will say, all, all the sequel takes is a, is a big name. of like the, the bad guy or, or something like that. That could completely uh, heighten the interest of that, of that movie. Um, Get Idris <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. He does have a great comedic time. And even though uh, a lot of people say you put Idris Elba in too much, but there's never too much Idris Elba. But ya, you're no. also on a nice guy's um, sequel.
1: Yeah, all I gotta say is that's awesome.
2: Um, And obviously, Nick is super excited. So, yeah, let's do it. All
0: right,
2: our last topic. Let's go very quickly on this. Feige and Pascal say Venom Spider Man crossover could happen. Feige says it's up to Sony. Sony says, I don't know what we're doing tomorrow. Um, But (laughs) your thoughts on a crossover of Venom and Spider Man? Nick, I'll start with you.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be fucking great. It'd be a huge money maker If they can pull it off, if they can tie it all together, then 100% yes. yes. Fucking do it. I want to see the Toms together on screen.
2: Absolutely, and if we go with Malcolm's idea, shout out to you, Malcolm. We do Spider-Man and Venom versus the Sinister Six. Beautiful. Kanan, you're That'd
0: cool. be cool.
3: Would be absolutely huge, would make tons of money, but I don't know that I see it happening. I, yeah. I would agree
2: with you. I, I don't think it will happen uh, anytime soon, specifically, but maybe not at all. Tia, really quickly, your thoughts.
1: Uh, I want to believe in miracles and I want this to happen so badly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fingers and crossed. Throw the Punisher in there with John Murthaw. <laughs> 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 Definitely. Kanan, Tia, Nick, want to thank you three for joining us, uh, joining me, wow, for another episode of 5 Live. <laughs> Um, everyone make sure you go check out Four Court Press, Wrestling Geeks Alliance, Monday Suck, brand new episode of Top 10, and tonight we'll have a brand new episode of Geeks Against the Grain, debating um, box office wars between Avatar and Endgame, so make sure you check that out. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you same time, same place next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.